Well, hey, hey there, Chunkies. It's Carter here, the guy that you're normally hearing on your Mondays and Tuesdays, but uh, you're going to hear a different voice on this one. You're going to wish you saw the face of this voice, but this was one of our uh, original members. This was David. Uh, David left the podcast because David had a baby and those kind of things happened. But here's the twist. That baby is me. So enjoy this wonderful podcast with Jordan, Doge, and my dad. And uh, I hope it's super. Bye. When you take a straw yep. and you cover one end okay. and you put it in your drink yeah. and then you lift up and water stays in the straw. Actually, you've got to you got to take your finger off and then put your finger yeah, on so when it's yeah. already in the drink. In, in the yeah, drink. I'm with you. And you pull it up and, and water stays. Yep. Like I get that it creates a vacuum seal. Yep. Like I get that. Yeah. Now let's back up. Yep. Two holes. Yep. Just one straw. Is I cover. Straw, hey, is a straw just a really long hole? Yes. Yeah. So I take a hole and I cover one side, and water stays in the hole. What? I understand. I understand it, but if you back up objectively, yes, that's what I'm saying. It's magic. It's magic. Here's it what I've seem like it always wondered for my whole life. We build a big straw. I mean, I mean, dude, I have literally this. thought the same. Do you know where I'm going thing. with this? Yes. And and you and you do the same thing, except I'm inside of it. <laughs> You're not the same thing. Do I? Stay? Do I stay in the big straw? Yes! Am I there, or am I sinking to the bottom only to fall out to my doom? Because I thought about it, if there's like, if there's like a little, let's say, chia seed. Okay. Yeah. And I put that. That's gonna stay, right? It's gonna stay, right? Is it gonna stay, or is it gonna sink to the bottom of the liquid I don't, inside? Can, can, can we get a bottom, straw? It's gonna be in there, though, right? Or is it gonna fall out the liquid? That's a great question. So. Do you have any straws? We need your chia seed? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk, our movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps. My name is Jordan Wonders, and I, I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and I'm Chunky Poppins, y'all. <laughs> my name is David, and I don't fly the air with my heart, son. I fly it with my hunk. Nice. Nice. Today, here at Two Chunks in a Hunk, we are talking about Guardians, Guardians of the, the Galaxy, Galaxy Volume 2. Two. That's the most words we've ever said in sync with each other. I think it is, actually. We have to do the rest of the podcast completely in sync. <laughs> and, and next up, up is going to be Doge with a synopsis. Guardians of the Galaxy was Volume horrible. 2. <laughs> if you're still listening, let me explain this. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 begins with our traditional Marvel flashback where we show the villain de-aged with the magic of computer technology. It looked so it good. Looked it looked good. so real. It looks like real life young Kurt Russell. It was, yes, un- it it was unsettling. I was, yeah, like, I was into oh. it. Did they film this 35 years ago? <laughs> How did they plan that? That's a long and My game. thing was like, is she having to kiss old Kurt Russell? Tell, okay. No, they used... Okay. Let me just blow your mind for a second. <laughs> Come on. For, for young Kurt Russell, they used a body double, and it was uh, the main kid from Heavyweights. Wait. Yep. Really? He's hot now. <laughs> really? Does he look like Kurt Russell? The, nope. o- the only time that the young Kurt Russell didn't look good for me was that kissing scene. When, when the camera starts backing up, it looked like someone was wearing a mask. Yeah. But everything else looked incredible. 
continue with this. So, yeah, <laughs> believe it or not, there's more to this movie than just young Kurt Heavyweights Russell. But not we're really, really going to focus in on Kurt Heavyweights Russell. We think that's where the real narrative crux the of this movie is. lies. That's the best part of this. So uh, we start with a flashback of Kurt Russell on Earth, uh, revealed to be Peter Quill's father. We flash forward. The Guardians are protecting some batteries from an intergalactic squid kraken thing. Mm-hmm. Um there's a fun fight sequence then they get kind of chased away by the sovereign they essentially end up crash landing on a planet called bear heart which is the best band name yep (laughs) and uh then they are visited by ego peter's father uh who takes with him peter and see i thought his name was ego uh, and you had to let go. I of had him. to let go of him. Yeah, no, it's ego. You had to lego of him. Nice. Um, lego my ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he he takes about half the team with him to his planet and reveals that he's a celestial and Peter is half god. Little G. He makes sure to specify. Um, and then the Ravagers kind of run afoul of Rocket and his half of the team and. Really, it's kind of a mess in the middle. A whole bunch of things happen yeah. all over the place. We're back and forth, back and forth between yep. these two camps. They reunite on Ego, who is a living planet. Um, they reunite for the final climax in which they have to drill into Ego's core and destroy his brain, actual human looking brain yeah. yep. uh, in order to kill him so that he doesn't uh, cause all the flowers he's planted all over the galaxy to bloom and yep. kind of take over everything. Yep. So that's the very weirdly plotted and structured Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Well, let's start talking about it then. Let's let's quit wasting time. <laughs> let's get after it. I'm glad they got Kurt Russell. Yo, Kurt Russell hundred percent. So good. He's great. He's perfect for a Marvel movie. Yeah. Because there are certain people like Andy Hopkins, we're like, man, he's in a Marvel movie. And Kurt Russell, you're like, finally. Yeah. Of finally he's, he's in a Marvel, in a Marvel well, movie. And apparently in part of their casting of him, they thought if we made Guardians in the eighties, who would we want to play Star Lord? Oh, that's good. And, that and their top two, tell me that their top two choices were David Hasselhoff or Kurt Russell. Um they th- thought about David Hasselhoff. They thought about uh uh, Schwarzenegger. They thought about. I'm so <laughs> glad it wasn't Schwarzenegger. Can you imagine Arnold Schwarzenegger as Star Lord? It's a it's a it's a hundred percent Kurt Russell. Yeah, it has to be. Have you seen Big Trouble Little China? No. It's Star Lord in Chinatown, New York. Is it Kurt? Yes. Yeah, it is. Curdy baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a great guy. baby. Clutch, clutch move on their part with Kurt Russell. We ended we ended Guardians one wondering who his father was. The only thing we got was Yondo being like, "Man, that dude's a jerk." Mm. Like I, I didn't take. I'm so glad I didn't take Peter Quill. To, uh, his, to dad. his dad. Yeah. yeah, and they actually end it seeming like he's the bad guy for not taking him. At the end of Guardians 1, they, yes. make, it, they make it seem like Yondu is and kind of for the, in the wrong. For the beginning of this whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like, why, didn't you take, yeah, yeah. why didn't you take me? Yeah. Um, and that kind of speaks to, one, where the MCU is like Sins of the Father. Yeah. Kind of that whole That's totally the phase, the phase three yeah. thread. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but we have a, a reversal, and this is like big picture, but the whole movie's about his dad. Yeah. And more like father figure. Yeah. He, yeah. He talks about, he always told people that David Hasselhoff was his dad. He never knew his dad. <laughs> Which is um, hilarious. Yondu yeah. was like his, uh, his father figure that he hated. His quote unquote adopted dad, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he finds his real dad, but then he realizes his real dad is evil. And then he, it kind of does a hard switch and makes Yondu his his dad which i actually daddy. really really love me too i love yondu in yep. this movie me too i do love yondu in this movie do you, are you not a fan of the switch i feel like it happened real quick 
and I felt like they portrayed they portrayed their relationship for the longest time as so abusive. Yeah. Like I hated Yandu and he threatened to eat me. And then they were like, man, that was supposed to be a joke. And you're like, I can kind of see Yandu joking about that. But at, at some point in time when he was like, he was never, he, he might've been your father, but he wasn't your daddy. It's yeah. like, uh, I don't yeah. know if that was earned. I think they, I think they probably retconned some of that relationship to I make it a little too. bit different. But at the same time, the switch actually made sense to me. And I thought, I thought about this cause it felt fast, yeah. but to me, the switch made sense because a lot of the reason that Peter didn't like Yandu is because he thought that Yandu was keeping him from his father. Did he know that? I thought so. I thought he just thought, I thought he Yandu, just thought Yandu kidnapped took him. him. I thought he knew that Yandu was supposed to take him somewhere. No, I don't think he. I don't think he did. He didn't. I don't think he did. Because wh- wh- when did he ever say that in Guardians One or Guardians? When did it come Guardians up in 2? Guardians One though? The only thing we said is, "I'm so glad you didn't take him to his dad," and he didn't say that around Star Lord. Yeah, I, I guess don't think that's he knew. True. And I think, and I, I get the fast. They, they kind of like retcon some of the old relationship. Yeah, by showing us one little still clip of like him shooting the, and Yandu like, yeah, and like Quill. the most cheesy way. Like it's yeah. like to us, uh, father, son fishing and just being like, <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. cutting back. But I actually, I actually think that this movie suffers from cheese in a lot of areas. It, I think it really does. It does. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that, I think that there's some great stuff. All I can think the whole time I'm watching this is that when this movie is at its peak, it's better than the first one ever was. But when it's at its worst, it's worse than the first one ever was. Yeah. Like, like, it, it it is it's highs are higher and it's lows are lower than the first guardians so it's marvel's version of the last jedi kind of yeah yeah a little yeah. bit I, I mean i thoroughly enjoyed it so also i guess the last jedi but yeah <laughs> i i enjoyed it way more the second time because okay. the first time i watched it i was expecting guardians one mm. and guardians one to me is an action comedy yeah it's it's an action movie it's got drama it's got uh, you know, real human stories, but they're hilarious. Yeah. Where Guardians 2 is a comedy. Yeah. There, there is a joke every five to I remember ten talking seconds. with you after we saw mm-hmm. that. Like we, you and I stood in the lobby and I'm sure you were there. But Probably. Um, I only remember talking with David because yeah. like, we're sense. kind of like the, the, the friends here. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> makes we, sense. We were just like, I feel like the stakes were undermined because yeah. everything was a joke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it, it really, really was hard to feel like anything was in danger of actually going wrong because it was like, if something does go wrong, they're just going to make a fart joke and then move on from it. And there's certain things I thought they could have capitalized on to either make really powerful scenes or really um, dope looking scenes by ending with a joke. And the one that made me the most mad this, this watch, and it's going to sound stupid, but when uh, Nebula shoots uh, the fin off of uh, Yondu. Yeah. yeah. You're Uh, there. You got it. (laughs) Uh, she stands there with a gun and she goes, hello, boys. Yeah. And she bites through the, whatever the fruit. fruit was in the plane. Yeah. I thought that was pretty dope. And then she's like, it's not ripe. And I was like, oh God. I'm just, see, I, I actually think, thought that was super funny because like she's that. been begging to eat it for like but, but an no, hour. No one in, in that audience knew that, that backstory. It was just her and Gamora. Right. So it was for the audience. Right. I don't like that. I'm going to dump again on hello, hello, boys. I just think that's a dumb line. That's, that's high cheese. It's Anytime true. High that cheese. happens, that's a dumb line. But I, yeah. I, think, I thought that could have been a dope scene where she shoots and she's like, hello, boys. 
And then she has to make a joke that she made earlier with Gamora, which was for the audience. I thought she should they should have just kept that as a, a a scene of seeing how BA Nebula was. Yeah. But instead they Because it off. we really need that. Because yeah. Nebula has not really been shown to be competent at all. Can and I, we're supposed to be like afraid of her and like nervous when she and Gamora are fighting later in the movie. Yeah. And I just and this is continuing a dump from Guardians One. I just don't buy Nebula. I don't care for Nebula. I don't think she's a good character. I don't think she's well acted. I'm so with you. Nebula is my super dump. Whoa. And it's not just Nebula. Nebula. It's the it's the story arc of Nebula. I yeah. didn't care about it. No. I don't give a crap. They were like so so when they're getting the Amulex batteries uh and defending the, from what is he called the Harbulary batteries. batteries. That's not <laughs> anything like what I said. I laughed so hard. Oh, this movie's it's so, so good. funny. Chris Pratt is hilarious. Yeah, Chris Pratt's movie. really great. Dave Bautista again <clears throat> is so Dude, good. He I'm just going to jump real quick yeah. to this part because it, I died when they're leaving the ship on Bearheart, and he's got the full sack on his back and star lord's like why are you bringing so much stuff and it's like almost behind everything else that's yeah. happening and drax just goes i want group playing with my stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> so hard dude he is so good when he's trying to get out of the big worm and going ah oh, oh awesome cutting um, but the batteries so they get the batteries they bring them to the golden people the sovereigns yep yeah and uh Gamora says, we gave you the batteries in exchange. Give it to us and we'll get out of your hair. Yeah. And they give you Nebula. I'm like, I don't care about Nebula. Yeah. Why were why did they want Nebula so bad? They and, and they wanted I to think take she was her a prisoner. They wanted to take her from a, a prisoner of the sovereign to a prisoner of Oh, to get the bounty Xandar. on Xandar. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. And the other I, thing I I don't mind Nebula. I mean, she's by far not my favorite part of either of the movies, but Nebula doesn't bother me so much. Her place in this movie was surrogate Loki, though. Yeah, yes. that's what bothered me. But, yeah, yeah. but at least Loki, I want to see. No, I agree. But that's what I'm saying. It was it was Loki without being Loki, which makes it uninteresting. And her when she comes to the planet to kill Gamora, because that's like her one big thing is to kill Gamora. She almost kills her like a thousand times, and then the one time where she can actually kill Gamora, she's like. Ugh! I'm so mad at you. Why did you fight me when you were kids? And you're like, what if you were successful like five minutes ago? Yeah. Well, wasn't like, the where did that switch come from? To, to me, it felt like she was intentionally trying not to kill her, but make it look like she was trying she to. Was she was shooting. Got shooting. That? No, shooting. yeah, I didn't get that at all. I don't oh, think that's from in an the movie. airplane to try uh, to kill her. Yeah. Okay. I don't feel that. Okay. Well, first of all, <laughs> art is subjective. That's true. That's Second true. of all, yeah, that's totally what I got. Because at the very end, they're fighting and she basically is just like, like, all you ever wanted was to beat me. All I ever wanted was a sister. And to me, it felt like the moment of like, all of this has been to get to this conversation. Yes, but they almost killed each other multiple times. Yeah, 100%. And they could have had this conversation several times before. And it wasn't like they were just boxing. Like Gamora was shooting the most ridiculously huge machine gun. She was shooting from a... Like helicarrier. I'm with you. <laughs> I hated that. I, hated I that wouldn't term. have done it this way either. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is to answer your question yeah. of why she didn't kill her the 50 other times before. Yeah. I don't think she wanted to. Yeah. I think that's the point that they were that's trying to get read on that. I want to go back and watch guardians one. Yeah. Like with that in mind, cause that might make me like this character better. No, I think guardians one, she did. I think the change happened kind of between Guardians like between 1 and Guardians movies. But the information that we get from her of why she's not going to kill Gamora is still pre-Guardians 1. You're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they just bring up old information that changes her mind? Doesn't make no, sense. I think she hasn't been around Thanos since Guardians 1. 
I think that Thanos has probably been influencing the things that she does a lot. But she's been independent since Guardians 1. She wanted to kill Gamora because Gamora made her what she is. She wanted to kill Gamora because Gamora betrayed Thanos. No. She hated Gamora because they were You're right. They also villains. they also didn't right. like each other, yeah. but her main thing was I'm working with Thanos right now. So as we're talking through this, we are uncovering the reason that that nebula sucks is that she doesn't have a clear and easily understood no. motivation. Yeah. And it seems to change all the time. Yeah. yeah. Which I mean, you're exactly right. She's surrogate Loki. And it's not like Loki because Loki, he can be playing us. Loki seems like his motivations are changing, yeah. but his motivation is always we serve myself. We, yeah. Yeah, we maybe don't see it. Well, and nebula, and, and Loki is fleshed out. Loki yeah. has, yeah. we have history with Loki as an audience. We have reasons to care if Loki lives or dies or if Loki kills our other characters. Well, and I think it feels to me like, so the theme of this movie is obviously like a, a found family thing. Like you, you choose, yeah. you can choose your family, which is the same message as Guardians 1. Fast and Furious. Yeah, same message as Fast <laughs> and Furious. Same message as The Fox and the Hound. Yeah, same and message as Suicide this, Squad. This movie ends with the entire crew on a beach drinking Coronas. So yeah, it's very it similar to Fast and Furious. It's really awesome. Space Coronas. Um, also a great band name. Or just actual Coronas, I guess. Actual Coronas, like from the sun. Um but I, I think that they, the writers probably saw like, yeah, we want to make a found family movie. We should bring Gamora. We should bring Gamora and Nebula's story back yeah. into this. And it, I just don't think we needed that. Yeah. yeah Gamora, Gamora could have gotten killed and I'd have been like, cool. Nebula. No, I, Nebula. I was going to say, I like yeah. Gamora. Yeah. Good news. Gamora is great. Yeah. But Gamora doesn't need two found family things. Like she, her found family can be the guardians. Like she's still resistant to any kind of deeper relationship with Peter at the start of this, like yeah. that can be her way of expressing the theme. And, and the I think they did movie. that, but they just added Nebula on top they just of it. Added another one to, for bring, her to, to bring it to last Jedi. It was like when Finn and Rose Rose were just off doing their own thing. And I was like, what can we do? please yeah. get back to Ray? Yeah. yeah. I do not care about this storyline. Every time Nebula and Gore were like, we were fighting as kids. I was like, can I, I don't care. Can I fast forward this? I wonder now, having seen Infinity War trailers, I wonder how much of the Gamora and Nebula backstory was studio mandated to set up for Infinity War. Because it looks like we're going to get flashbacks of them as kids with big purple daddy Thanos. At least Gamora as a kid. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm wondering now, like as we're talking about it, this is the first time this is occurring to me. I'm wondering if that is studio mandated. Yeah. yeah. And I, I will say, you mentioned a couple episodes ago, it did look like she was a soda can getting popped out. And every time I was like, oh, yep. oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. Yep. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the interesting thing is I actually, I actually like the character of Nebula if only for the reason that like, I think her character design is very cool. And I think that Karen Gillan is actually a pretty talented actress. And so... I, she doesn't detract from the movie for me, but I'm definitely not like, get me to my nebula scenes. <laughs> um, but I do want to talk real quick. We kind of brushed over the very beginning and I just want to talk about the the opening scene with the guardians mm-hmm. fighting the yeah. Kraken and how dope that scene That's is. It's a fun scene. And so how it, fun. it, watching this movie again, I now realize perfectly sets the tone for this movie. Yeah. It does. <laughs> it perfectly tells us this, this movie is going to be a blast. It's going to be a comedy. It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to look really pretty. Yeah. And those are the main three points. So yeah. good. Well, and I think it does. I mean, so the the hard thing about a sequel is it needs to be the same, more of the same, but also different. And and better, really, to yeah. justify being made. And I think I think you're right. That does set the scene, the the tone for this movie, because this whole movie, I felt like, they were like, what did people laugh at? What was a little joke that people laughed at last time? Let's turn that into a whole big thing. Yep. Like, for Baby example, Groot. Baby Groot. They're like, 
our entire title sequence has to be baby group dancing dude but i'm here's the thing though and i and i agree that like that totally was just like pandering oh i ate it up. up It was Baby everything I needed. Best. Yeah, it was that's a good everything word for it. I needed. This movie did feel pandering. It did, but man, I'll tell you, just um, nom, 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 I was yeah. that whole <laughs> intro with Baby Groot. I was like, give Dude. me more of this. Anytime Baby Groot's on the screen, Loved I'm it. loving it. I wish we had more of Baby Groot. I feel like he's not in this. Very Dude, much. the hard, he he, he only he only says I am Groot 18 times in the whole movie. Really? And the hardest that I laughed in the whole movie the first time is Baby Groot puke after they go through <laughs> hyperspace. Okay, let's talk about going through hyperspace. The, all the jumps when yeah, their yeah. faces turn into jelly. Yeah. yeah. That is my super dump. Really? The, yeah. Just the effect used? The effect used and how that that entire that scene is not like a standalone super dump for me but the action gets so cartoony in places yeah Yeah. like when when drax is like hanging behind the ship and he's just out out Uh, out, i was literally when we got to that point i was gonna say is it can drax die yeah dude that's i wrote (laughs) where is it drax's durability is inconsistent (laughs) (laughs) can he die because he just slams Full force into tree so that, after tree. That's after incredibly tree. cartoony. The whole fight with Gamora and Nebula, where Gamora is like shot by this spaceship and doesn't die, and then picks up one of the guns from a spaceship and initially looks like she's having trouble lifting it, but then is just carrying it on her shoulder. Yeah. Like it's a keyboard or something like that. I don't know if yeah. that's a common <laughs> thing, but I play the keyboard, so that's what I think of. <laughs> like, like a keytar. Like a keytar, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then in, when Rocket's in the forest fighting the Ravagers and they're shooting up higher than the trees and like yeah. not breaking every bone in their body when they land. Like yeah. it's just so cartoony and so up Pandering. until the part where they were elevated up through the air, that's one of my favorite scenes. Though. I love that. I hate that moment, but yeah. it's just little things like that. Like we were talking yeah. about earlier, that that they went for comedy rather than rather than the any action. dramatic. St- and it, yeah. it makes me feel like there's not dramatic stakes. Like the galaxy doesn't feel like it needs to be guarded in yeah. this movie. Yeah, until so. until the end. Which, to be fair, up until the end, there's not a galaxy related threat re- revealed. Which maybe maybe is why this movie just kind of feels really slow at the beginning yeah. because there's not any of that urgency that was in the first one of like we have to stop this guy right now and he like he will act soon if we don't stop him yeah because because all we have is the sovereign storyline the ravagers and ego and we don't know what ego's big thing is I mean we're given the hint at the beginning with the flower but it's not made to look evil at the beginning no yeah. and so we're not constantly going. I remember the first time I watched it when it was revealed that the flowers were important. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, I totally forgot about the flowers. flowers. Yeah. I don't Um, like the flowers and we're going to get there. Yeah, I don't love that either. Let's talk about it now. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the blob that ate Dairy Queen, which would be the name of this movie if it was made in the 40s. That's the end of the movie. I'm cool with going there. I I get that they needed to make this, like you said, a galaxy steak. Yeah. I, I don't know if it should have been a galaxy steak. I think they were trying to be Guardians of the Galaxy, but if every time it has to be, we're going to save the whole galaxy. Well, it doesn't have to be galaxy steak. My problem is not that it wasn't. My problem is that it wasn't and then was. Yeah. Start it or don't do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it would have been way more compelling if it was the Guardians of the Galaxy, like the actual characters. They were the ones that were at stake. They could have died. They could have been separated. We could have lost a character. Yeah. Not the galaxy again. Because again, we know that they're going to save the galaxy. We know that the entire galaxy is not going to die. Yeah. yeah. So because we know, no that there's, we know that there's a hundred movies planned out yeah. after this. So, to me, this movie feels like it was supposed to be the Ravager storyline as the main storyline. The storyline of... 
they're fighting. Our, our, our heroes are fighting, kind of quarreling. They get separated. A band of ravagers that have stopped respecting Yondu break off and take some of them. And then Yondu, along with a couple others, have to go rescue those people. Yeah. That felt like what the movie was supposed to be. Yeah. And they needed worldwide stakes. They added some other things into it. And so I agree with you that it doesn't need to be yeah. Galaxy. My biggest problem is not that it wasn't, it's that it wasn't. And then at the very end, they're like, by the way, my, my whole biggest world's problem at, is at risk. Fighting ego. I felt the stakes and I felt I felt that they were mismatched. Like I felt yeah. like ego was very strong. I didn't know how they're gonna defeat ego. But then when it flashed to other planets and America and that big blue gob, I was like, boom. Yeah. yeah. It felt like uh, Ghostbusters. It felt yeah. like yeah. DC. It, yeah. it felt like terraforming again. Yeah, and I hated that. Pretty much was. That she was trying left. to turn every planet into him. I should have. I should. I think they should have left that out. Yeah, yeah. that that did not do anything for me. Well, or or, or, or even if it was like, something, but we don't see it. Yeah, like he planted flowers, but he has to go visit them individually, yeah. and he like. So that's why they got to kill him now. So here. they got to kill him now. Yeah. Otherwise, he's going to leave here and go. He's going to split and manifest a whole bunch of different egos and go to all these planets and touch the flower. Yeah. And then they're going to bloom and those planets are going to turn into yeah. ego. Or that, or if that had been what he was trying to convince Star-Lord to do is to join him in spreading out across the galaxy to go touch the planet's yeah. flowers and start yeah, yeah. that kind I th- of stuff. I think that would have been great if if we don't defeat ego now on his planet then he's going to be going to these other other planets. Yeah. But again, that doesn't and make at sense that point he's, he Peter. He's going to multiply and we can't go to yeah. any planets. Yeah. So we got to get him here while he's centralized. Well, yeah. And and I, I also want to talk about, so the, the second act of this movie is so long. Oh it takes forever. And honestly, the only part that I enjoyed was Rocket, Groot, and uh, Yondu. Yondu. Everything yeah. else on the planet, it's like, yeah. I don't want to hear Ego's world history. I don't want, you know, I don't like the catch playing catch with the electric ball was so cheesy and lame to me. I didn't love that at all. This whole, Um, the movie felt to me, and I remember saying this after we watched it, it felt like an episode of star Trek, the original series. Yeah. Where it's like, like, Oh, this is a weird planet. Like we're on an adventure. Oh, there's a weird thing happening. Let's go investigate the planet's alive. It wants to eat me. We have to stop the planet. And then, Bones and Scotty are over here having a weird side adventure. And then yeah. now we're all back together and we stop the planet. And, well, and it, the thing is that it looked awesome, but it also looked like what's that new movie that just came out with Oprah, a wrinkle in time or whatever. It totally it did. did. It looked yeah, like yeah. a wrinkle in time. And then we just threw the guardians. Yeah, I'm going to so dump on screen. Ego because it was very fake. Yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, there are a lot of worlds that they've done where you're like, man, this looks cool. It's different. It's colorful. It's vibrant. And I felt like they were like, Pump up the vibrancy, and you're well, like, yeah. oh, more so. Oh, they, yeah, I watched some of the special so effects. Why was space rainbow. I hate this yeah. because, like, like I I did thoroughly enjoy this movie. Like, yeah. it's fun. I love every character for the most part, yeah. and I love uh, James Gunn. Yeah. yeah, love James Gunn. However, I watched an interview with him where he was bragging about how Ego is the largest CGI environment ever created. And he was like, he was like, we made, we spent so much time with all these shapes. Like we hired so many people. Ego itself, the planet is the most intricate and largest CGI environment of all time. And that's true. But as he's talking, I'm like, yeah. And it's obvious. Yeah. You can tell. Like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I get that that's a cool achievement, but like, it doesn't look like our heroes are there. Nothing, nothing looks worse in this movie to me than whenever, uh, Drax and oh, Mantis okay, and Gamora are standing and there's like a sunset behind them. Yeah. Like it legitimately looks like a video game cutscene 
And it also looks kind of Star Wars prequely. I thought you yeah. were going to say it looked like when, or the worst part was when Nebula and Gamora are falling down through the core, through the like oh random strands of stuff. I looked at that and was just like, oh, yikes, this is bad. Yeah. The the visual makeup of this movie is incredible. Yeah. And it has its own language. The like, look is really cool. You feel like yeah, you're yeah. in a Guardians movie. Yes, absolutely. And that's great. But I think there are times where they went too far well you look back at guardians one the 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 kiln was that what it was called that that's real they made it they made the set yeah and then they for xandar they shot on earth obviously but like they used like a cityscape yeah Yeah. they couldn't have gone like way way deep out and shoot in new zealand like go to middle earth to shoot egos well even the even the trees on bearheart were an a soundstage yeah oh it looks like a soundstage it's like go shoot with real trees and i think that's probably why it feels so like old star trekky to me because it it really feels like they're on a sounds and like oh that's astroturf obviously well and speaking of old star trekky actually uh i want to go ahead and toss out my super dump because we've mentioned them a couple of times. Uh, my super dump is the storyline and the entire like race of the sovereign. Yeah. Uh, I get introducing Adam Warlock. Great. Woohoo. Cool. Could have easily just been a post-credit tag. It could have easily been the cocoon in the collector's museum done, but this is there a cocoon in the collector's museum. Yeah. They are, Dang. they are so cheap looking. Yeah. Like, it's one of those things where I, it's I don't just know. Like, There's solid gold and gold is expensive. <laughs> that's true. So, but like, just, not everybody has that like, just like podcast you know, money. You though. know how we're the alien race that's just human spray painted gold? Yeah. And that felt very Star Trekky to me. Just like, check out this alien race. It's just a gold person. Yeah. But then on top of that, their whole storyline was just like, we're coming after you. Oh, we lost you. <laughs> we're coming back. Oh, yeah, we lost yeah, you. Yeah. Oh, we're coming that again. That was my big, I didn't have a big problem with them being in the movie. I thought it did set up a good, uh, you know, plot to get to ego you know we're gonna yeah. be chased by them you know rocket stealing the amulex batteries but i never first <laughs> i never for a second thought that they were gonna get anywhere close to defeating no. the guardians yeah and i'm fine with the guardians screwing them over in the beginning and then they're angry yeah yeah and, but like i agree i think the ships coming in at the end should have been like other ravager ships something like that other I ravager think- ships or where's the nova core yeah exactly what is happening in this movie yeah, yeah. Where are they? Well, let me talk about the Ravagers for a second. Yeah. So I don't know a lot about the Ravagers. I don't know how heavy handed they were in the comics. Essentially, what you need to know is that they took names and ideas from the Guardians comics and just like, these are our toys now. We're going to do whatever we want with Such them. Such as okay. Taserface. So yeah. Ravagers in the first movie were basically portrayed as pirates. Yeah. We're like outside of the law. We're going to do what we want to do. Like, you know, people know we're the Ravengers because we're crazy. Like basically pirates. They're yeah. space pirates. But and then in this movie, it's like, you went against the code. Yanni, you'll never hear the bells of Aminor when you and you're like They're like what? Viking orcs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And it's like, okay, wait, so there's like a ton of restrictions now to be a Ravenger? It's like introducing the pirate code in Pirates of the Caribbean three. Exactly. Yeah. Like the big city of crashed ships. It's like come. And when on. they when when all the pirates I'm going back to Pirates of the Caribbean, when they got in the, yeah. the circle table and they're like Sisumbaji vote for Sisumbaji. And we all have to vote on who's going to be the head pirate. And you're like, what? These are pirates. And so we will go to war. I love that movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> but but you're right where it's like nothing in the first two movies justified this yeah. Yeah. is the question. Yeah. You know? And I don't know what the purpose of it was other than getting Yondu kind of exiled and then bringing him back, at, back yeah. again. Yeah. I oh, think it the, was so you could have fireworks at the end of your movie. <laughs> Which you could do either way. Well, it's not a Marvel sequel unless you have fireworks at the end. Right? Iron Man 2. Yep. yep. That's it. 
Yeah. <laughs> See, exactly. Don't, hey, don't talk to me about Thor two or Cap two, but um, fireworks. But, but yeah, I, I, th- there was a lot to be desired when, it, and that's why I think that if I had to guess the movie was probably meant to be focused in a lot more on the ravagers, because I, I would think have that, loved that. I think that there was a lot more like world building to be done there to earn a lot of the, assumption that it's like, you know, this goes deeper, right? With the ravagers. It's like, no, we don't know that. Yeah. We've seen one crew of ravagers and I thought that was all the, the ravagers. Yeah. There was, I, I, I didn't think that there should be like an army of ravagers. I felt no like, it should, like they're pirates. It's I gotta like, say though, that first planet that they're on, which is it like Vegas planet? in the snow. Yeah, and yeah. that's where he meets up with Sylvester Stallone. And he's yeah. like, Hey boy, you go, you go out of the ravagers. Yo, Yandu, you went against the cold. Hey, Yandu. I did it. <laughs> but when he does that stuff, he's like, hey, you know, you never go to be one with the fireworks. That's but, what's going to make our podcast really funny. If we just, just all talk like Sylvester Stallone for a but bit. I love that planet. It looked awesome. I was very into it. I liked the way that like the robots just looked like gross Crayola oh, cover colored people. Yeah. It's it cool. Was not, not on board with them at all. <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> no, but like I, I liked that it was in their in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt like I didn't need to know more about the Ravengers. I felt like I needed to know more about Yondu. Yeah. And yeah. they gave me that. Yeah. And Yondu was great in this movie. I loved Yondu. The scene where they break out and give him yeah. his, his prototype fin. That was the, the funniest thing in this movie. When Groot hands him the badge again. Oh, I love it. Oh, the, 100%. Underwear, yeah. guy's eye. One of the best lines in the whole movie is when he's talking about hats. And he's, <laughs> like, he's like, yeah, he didn't like hats. He's like, because it... Because it makes their head, you can't tell if their head is shaped funny or if it's, that's why you don't like hats. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> you can't tell what their head's shaped like. And Groot's just like, yeah. Okay. Speaking of Rocket, after we, like, we have kind of dumped on the CG of this movie. Rocket is, I think in this movie, the best CG that Marvel has ever Dude, had. he looks so he good. He looks good. absolutely 100% yes. real. And I buy it completely. Yeah, I good. Watching behind the scenes stuff of them filming without Rocket, I'm just amazed. Yeah. It yeah. makes no sense to me. Rocket, Rocket's great. Uh, that, Baby Groot being sad is the funniest <laughs> and saddest thing in the whole world. When yeah. he when he's sitting on the, the seat just eating snacks from a bucket. Oh, yeah. Dude, everything. Baby Groot was almost my super pump Me for this too, movie. But Groot was my super pump on last one. I was like, I can't do it again. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, uh, that arrow scene where he's going against all the people that started the Dude. revolution against him was incredible. So That's like so many people that Yondu killed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Yondu literally just slaughtered like over a hundred people. Yeah. That's true. But they killed all of the other Ravengers, which yeah. that was one of the, the most dramatic scenes in a yes. movie full of comedy is when they, when they released them into space and they slowly froze. Yes. That one got, we should have, we should have let that moment breathe a little bit. I though, agree. I think yeah. because it was immediately followed up with all the taser face nonsense. Dude. And I, I love Bradley Cooper. He does not need to do, fake maniacal laughter in a movie no. anymore because that's the most I was taking out of the movie the whole time is when he's laughing at taser face. It's yeah. like that you don't sound like, you know what a fake laugh is. I love that. They, they lampshaded that moment in guardians one though. Whenever Peter's like, that's, that's a, a fake, fake laugh. laugh. Yeah. 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 That's good. Um, I loved the taser face making fun of taser face um, from rocket, but in the logic it brought me out of the movie because he was like, how about we just kill you next? I was like, why didn't you just kill him? Yeah. Yeah. Why did you say he's that? like killed so many other people? Also, how do you know what a taser is? Eh, they probably have tasers. They've we know like we invented shooter, those on earth. We've got shooter boys, but well, and the, the taser face thing was funny to me when he got 
his group's reaction when he was like, he was like it's tough, right? And they're like, yeah. Like, like that's when I laughed. But everything up to that, when it's like, ah, Taserface are so stupid. I was just like, nah, okay. Yeah. I just felt like if Taserface is being who he's portrayed to be, he would say, oh yeah. <coughs> yeah. And and then then Imagine if Taserface didn't die there and also wasn't a joke character, but he he filled the role that the sovereign fill in the final act. Yeah. Like if he was leading ravagers against Yondu and the guardians, that'd make more sense. That would make a lot more sense. And that's another, another example of taking a could be dramatic moment and turning it Cheapening into a joke. It. Yep. Speaking of joke characters, yes. we haven't talked about Mantis yet. Oh yeah. How do you guys feel about Mantis? Um, I'm really surprised that she's in infinity war. Me too. Yeah. And it seems like she's playing a big role. I hope. Well, I was, I was gonna say, I hope that she's in it because she has a big role to play. Um, she's just going to calm Thanos down. She's going to run, put her hand on his forehead and he would go to sleep. Thing. But she's um, buy him time. I actually hey, hey, don't actually, mind her. I'm prepared to bet money that that happens. To Thanos himself? That she I don't puts know. Thanos or somebody in the Black Order, she's just like, sleep, and they go to sleep. Yeah. And she saves somebody's life by being an empath. I, I, don't, I don't mind her. I actually really liked her and Drax's like relationship of like surrogate daughter almost to Drax. I got really, really tired of the like jokes about you're ugly, you're beautiful on the inside. Like that just got really tired to me. I don't know. I thought it was pretty funny, especially when she's like, I'm learning that I'm a pet and that I'm ugly. And she's <laughs> yes. like so happy about it. <laughs> I think that's very funny. I did think that about at that scene, for me, that's when I was like, okay, Drax is really making a lot of jokes. Yeah. yeah. He's very... I, Every every word out of Drax's mouth was a joke. And in the first one, he's a very serious he's character. He's very serious. We were laughing at him, not with him. Yeah. Because he's trying to find the person that killed his family. Yeah. He's a serious character. But in this one, he was making jokes the whole movie. When he, he when he screamed, ah, my nipples, it's the hardest I've both <laughs> simultaneously rolled my eyes and laughed out loud at the same time. Yeah. Because it is very funny. Yeah. It is funny, but I and don't, it's annoying. I don't feel like it's the same humor as guardians one. No, you know it's what not, I mean? like not, it, not for Drax. Well, yeah. in, in a lot of places, again, I think that there are some high points in this movie where it almost shines brighter than guardians. One ever. Like did. for example, I, I think that the best moment in this movie is baby Groot trying to give them the fin. Yeah. That's so I think great. That is an example of one well, of those honestly, moments. That's that way whole better. Scene, them, once they are in the cell with the arrow yeah. and then all the way up, through they have liberated the what was the the eclector or whatever was the name of the ship i don't know um but once all the way through that i mean the the arrow everything because we finally got to see ever since guardians one i was like more arrow please yeah we only got to see it for a second and so i was worried that once we got enough of it it would become lame to where it was like it's not as good once you see more nope no it's it got better it's awesome and uh the fin is uh is able to be passed to different people apparently do do you not have to have like I thought that was like something that I thought it was like a, Yondu was able to do. I thought it was do. like a cybernetic implant. Yeah. Maybe he had Rocket do a little. Because if that's the case, that means a lot of people can do that. What's that his name? Craglin? Craglin. Craglin. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to Craglin in <clears throat> a second. A lot of people can do that with the arrow. And anyone could have just grabbed the fin. He's just really good at it. Yeah. yeah. I think that cheapened it a little bit. Yeah. Yep. I agree. It was, a, fun, it was a funny scene seeing uh, the captain's, you know, yeah. right Craglin. Craglin. Yeah. Trying to use it. But I sure hope like, his uh, name Sean is Gun. I hope his name is Craglin because we're all we're just confidently. No, I'm pretty sure it right is because I kept being like Cracklin? Cracklin. Cracklin. It's Craglin. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about Craglin. Are you gonna talk about his abrupt flip all of a sudden? I'm gonna talk about his 
I actually really, really love Craglin in this movie. I love him in both I movies. I love that he is more of a character in this one, and I love yeah. that he like is trying to do what's right, but then realizes like, dang, Yondu is actually the one who who was right in this, and he. I love the idea of that. Gives his loyalty back to Yondu. I don't know. I buy it. We don't have enough time. That's the thing. Like, there is so much stuff in the Ravager storyline that's undercooked, but it's because we spend all of our time in the kitchen with yeah. Ego and his sure. planet. But the, yeah. to, to me, the frustrating thing about Craglin's flip is like, Craglin's good. Craglin's good. Maybe Yondu's wrong. Let's turn on him. And then the that same day is like, you know what? I made a mistake. Well, they killed all his friends. He literally says that. Yeah. They killed all my friends. I was fine with that because I, I think he was never really on board with the revolt. He was just making an argument of like, you think you always have viewed Peter as better than us. And you always take his side over us. And you, you know, every time he, uh, he what? Um, every time he goes against us, you forgive him again. And it makes us feel like we're not important. Yeah. yeah. And then that started a revolt and he was like, I was just making oh, an no. argument. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I get that. I think I maybe wish that that was more fleshed out or that we had a reason to think that Craglin would be more frustrated about that or yeah. something, yeah. something seeing the negative effect on it. It just felt so abrupt. Cause again, I love it. Did we need, Sean Gunn, we right? need that moment. Yeah. We yeah. need that moment from Sean Gunn where I he's, love him. He's, like sitting by himself, like what have I done? Yeah, maybe. How did I let this happen? Maybe what I mean is it didn't feel didn't feel earned or deserved, but yeah, it just felt too fast. Yeah, which which is honestly how I would describe a lot of most of this movie. Everybody's yeah. arcs in this fast. movie are too fast yeah. because we try and stuff so many of them in. But yeah. before we move on com- from Craglin's fault, my super pump is Craglin's yell at the end whenever they're giving Yondu the Ravager yeah, funeral. Yeah, dude. It's like, like actually I, emotional. I I did not yeah. get emotional the first time we watched this, but then like I watched it just a second ago, actually, before we started recording. Yeah. And he, whenever he gives that yell during Yondu's funeral, I was like, oh my gosh. Like I totally buy that. Yeah. That this guy who just died is his best friend. Yeah. And he's realized in death what a fantastic person this was and now had to deal with the fact that I'm part of the reason he died. And he's not going to get the funeral he deserves. Yeah. And then he sees the funeral. I'm like, it's it's fantastic. And yeah. that whole ending sequence, like the the Yondu turn, the I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, all yeah. the mm-hmm. all the stuff. Like he may be your father, but he wasn't your daddy. That almost saves this movie for me. I agree. I and love that so yeah, much. I'm glad you brought that up because Yondu is my super pump. Yeah, he is the best character in this movie. He is. He has the most interesting arc. He has the coolest power. He does all of this stuff. And for me, when I realized that, that it had to be Yondu as my super pump when I was watching this yesterday is when he's talking to Rocket. And when he's doing the... Yes, the, absolutely. The, I know you, boy, because you're me. I was I literally, like, oh, that's so good. Jess and I both looked at each other at that point. And we're like, Yondu is my favorite character in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And 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 I honestly hate that he's dead. Yeah. I hate it. I do too. Yeah. I think it was such a stupid idea to kill him. Yeah. But, but it was it very ne- impactful. It needed to happen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, man. He every good part of this movie somehow incorporates Yondu for me. He does, and so for that reason oh. alone, Yondu is my super pump. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't think we needed ego. I think it could have been a Yondu story. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just give my. I haven't given it yet. My super pump. It's gonna be Baby Groot. As we is it really? Here. Yeah, <laughs> it has to be Baby Groot. I just it, it, he's every time he's on the screen, I'm glued. And yeah, I'm, I'm laughing, dude, and he's great. But I wish that I didn't give out my super dump to Nebula, although I do not care about Nebula or her storyline. <laughs> the thing that frustrated me the most is when Ego 
is going through the story of how he needed an offspring yeah. to help him uh, conquer all of these planets. Yeah, yeah. And then it shows those little like statue yeah, marble things, yeah, yeah. marble dolls uh, of history, and it shows him. You know, because all we saw the first time was him kissing his uh, river lily. You know. Peter's mom, yeah. but then it shows him with all these other planets, and you're like, "Oh shoot!" And I'm like, "Wait, why did he stay human form? Yeah, for all of those different exactly. it alien just been creatures, an alien wearing his red leather jacket, so we know that it's him." Yeah. Well, and I wish that we could just make a rule across the board from here on out. Let's stop having movies that, in the middle of the movie, give you backstory through some like futuristic form of claymation. Yeah. Thanks, I'm over that man of steel. You did that already. Yep. Yeah. Man of steel. We've got, uh, uh, even in, uh, uh, black Panther did it, although they did it right up front, which I appreciated yeah, because I lo- that's I did what like we it up want front. the backstory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about this stuff where it's just like, and here is a perfectly timed illustration. Timed out to the words about. I'm saying. Yeah. And it, to me, it like, I, I may be getting big for my britches, as <laughs> some of my very southern family members would say. Sure, sure. Um, but it feels like lazy writing. It does. To not give a full backstory and then give more backstory in the middle and just be like, look how clever we are. You had no idea. And it's like, yeah, because you, you didn't tell, tell us. us. Yeah. To, you know? to me, the making him human on all the other planets while he's trying to find offspring or trying to make offspring is a worse version of removing a superhero's mask at the end of the movie. So that we know like, Oh, it's, it's him. It's him. It's like that, that destroyed that history for me in the logic of this movie, because there's no way he would stay human. He would actually be whatever creature he's trying to impregnate. That was for the audience. Yeah, it was. And I felt like there were so many things in this movie that it's like, we need to make sure the audience isn't lost. Yeah. And I thought they should have just explained it. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said it's pandering. Yeah, it's pandering. it did like feel this, like that. This movie feels very aware of Guardians of the Galaxy 1's success. Yeah. yeah. And I think it hurts the movie. I think so too. Also, I, I don't know where this fits in our discussion, but I do want to give a pump dump on Peter's superpowers a dump on the fact that he has superpowers because I hate that. We don't need that. Well, he at loses all. them. That's my pump. My pump is that thirty he, seconds after he gains, he, them. he has superpowers <laughs> yeah. for only thirty seconds. Yeah, which is good. And yeah. I just I, I hate that element. I also hate, and I get it. Like it's supposed to be fun <clears throat> and cool. How did he know? Like Pac Man will save the day. Yeah. Like how did he know to do that? He hadn't trained with the rock power. It just felt very much like we need a cool final punch, like it and it has to be eighties. Has to be eighties themed. The same with the the sovereign in their arcade fleet. Yeah, it's like has to be like eighties, like video game arcade. Now, thing. what I will say is, eighties, seventies, early nineties, whatever you want to say, still a huge pump to the soundtrack. They crush it every oh, yeah. single oh, the soundtrack time. Soundtrack is incredible. Soundtrack is great. But that's the thing is, like in the first movie, <laughs> the only like retro kind of like seventies, eighties vibe is the music, and in yeah. this it moves past the music to actually exist in the universe yeah, of the show. It's like everybody point. is consciously referencing the seventies, which 80s. to be fair, that is when Kurt Russell spent time on earth. That is right. like the time. I don't know. He's saying like yeah. the arcade that. starship. I hate the arcade. Yeah. Galaga, Galaga yeah, yeah. type sound. Yeah. Music. Yeah. 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 Uh, can I give a pump dump? Uh, it's not against the rules. Okay. Thank you. Um, so my pump dump is that the pump is the moment where he was like, and that's why it killed me to put that tumor in her and his eyes go from black and he's like, what? Yeah. And you're like, Oh shoot. And he just starts shooting him. 
pump on that dump because if Ego's actual goal was to win Peter, he would have never told her that. Yeah, yeah. That. you're absolutely yeah, right. Absolutely. It was pointless. It's it, it. It was again. It was. I don't know if it was pandering, but it was lazy writing because we have to get the climax where Peter turns on him. And so for someone who's clearly trying to win over your heart, they're not going to be like, and so I put the tumor in her, but I know that sounds bad. It's like, no, he would never have said that. Marvel, call me. We're about to do your job for you. Peter sees eternity, right? Mm -hmm. Eternity goes forward and backward. Peter sees him put the tumor in his mom's head. Yep. We don't need ego to say that. Peter watches it happen and goes, hey, I know what you did. You killed my mom. Yep. Yeah. That's so easy. I will say that moment. I also dump on that moment pretty, pretty heavily. It did, however, give us the line, you killed my mom and squished my Walkman, which I was a huge fan yeah, of. Yeah, That is funny. And that line then leads us to Peter getting a Zune at the end of this movie. That's what everybody on earth is listening which to. Which is literally That's what hilarious. may be the funniest moment of the movie to me or close to Have it. Have you seen yeah. the stuff online of people saying that they want Guardians 3 to be called Guardians of the Galaxy dot MP3 since he has a Zune now? <laughs> no, that's oh, that's good, good though. I think that's really great. That's really good. That's funny. That's good. So yeah, I think, I mean, is there anything else we need to talk about? I just feel like there are other things we could talk about. I, I just like overall, I don't want to be disappointed in this movie Yeah, because there are parts of it that I really love, but I think overall just the, the final impression of it is disappointing. Well, and I honestly, t- we, Oh, sorry. I was gonna say, I, I tell people that haven't watched guardians Two, believe it. They're, they're out there. Um, <laughs> they do exist. <laughs> I say, just go into it as a fun comedy. Don't yep. expect the drama. Don't expect yeah. Guardians One. Just, just go in. If you want to laugh, stream That's Guardians of the Galaxy. Dude, yeah. Well, here's what we haven't talked about yet, and I'm honestly shocked that it wasn't my super dump. Although I stand by it being the sovereign because they were pointless. Yeah. But this almost, I feel like, would have been my super dump if I had remembered to talk about it. Don't expect Guardians of the Galaxy, and don't expect Star Lord to be in this movie. Yeah. Mm. Star Lord is barely in this. Yeah. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah, that's pretty well, it's point. because he's he's Captain Kirk. He's yeah. just investigating this weird planet while everybody else on the crew is having adventures. Yes, yeah. and and it, it I, I I hate to be the guy who's like Chris Pratt carries your movie, but Chris Pratt should carry your movie. Yeah, yeah. and he didn't, and I think that's a lot of why this movie felt Michael, underwhelming. Michael Rooker. Merle from The Walking Dead who, and Bradley Cooper voicing a raccoon carry your movie. Who, to be fair, Incredible. they crushed it. Yeah, yeah. They, they're both incredible. They crushed it. But how do you how do you not have your main character be your main character? Yeah, that's the miss of this movie. And, to me. and I think there are just a few things like that that honestly, unfortunately, made it pretty underwhelming. Not to say I didn't thoroughly enjoy watching it and yeah. still kind of like it, but yeah. it was it was. I don't want to say disappointing. So underwhelming is is my verbiage that I will yeah. choose. Yeah, yeah, I'm yep. with you. I agree. Well, we're kind of already like dancing around rating it. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. guess it's time to just jump on in, right? Yeah. Yep. Well. Our rating system at Two Chunks and a Hunk is pretty simple. It's scientific and perfect, so don't add us. (laughs) Here's how it goes. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing we could ever say about a movie, buy it. Spend your hard-earned buckaroonies. The next best thing we could ever say about a movie, rent it. Don't spend full-price buckaroonies, but some of your bucks, spend the next best thing we could ever say about a movie, stream it. Stream if you're already it. spending some of your bucks on a streaming service, you can put those bucks to good use and watch this movie if it's on a streaming service. The next best and second worst thing we could ever say about a movie is forget it. Forget you're better it. off if you just pretend this movie does not exist. Doesn't happen. 
And lastly, the worst thing that we can ever say about a movie. Ego has forsaken us. So, anybody confident enough to go first? I'll go first. Hit it. And I just do want to give a dump on myself because going into this morning <laughs> recording, I thought it would be really funny if I could work in a joke about the ego system of ego, the planet. And oh. I didn't do that. So, dump on you for while that. we're talking about disappointing performances, let's go ahead and <laughs> I'm chief among you guys. Um, this movie is very hard for me to rate. Yeah. And I want, can I combine? Nope. Can I make my own rating? I don't think so. No. Because it's ours is flawless. It's I'm going to give this of... Don't do it anyway. Don't do it anyway. You're just going to do it anyway. Nope, 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 nope. Stop. Because every time you ask if you can do something and we say no, you just do it anyway. Think about what you're doing. This this will upset the space-time continuum. (laughs) I'm going to give it a stream it. Okay. I've been waffling between stream it and forget it. Ultimately, I'm going to land on stream it. Just because you can't forget this movie, because if you watch Guardians 1, you're going to want to watch more Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's impossible to forget this movie. Yeah. So stream it because I don't know that it's worth the buy or the rent. I already kind of said mine. Oh, it's stream it as well because it's a funny movie. Yeah. It's, I, I, I wouldn't even call it a fun movie or a great movie. Um, even super necessary. <laughs> I mean, I, I, obviously all the movies are necessary for the yep. MCU, but if you, if you want to laugh, if you're thinking about a comedy, don't brush over Guardians 2 because like, no, that's like an action. No, 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 it's not. It's, it's, a, so it's a comedy. Yeah. Guardians, so I feel like it's a it. great movie to watch in groups. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it'd be a great movie to have. Like, like party in groups. Oh. 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 So it's funny when you say in groups and it's not funny when I say ego system. It would have You didn't funny. do ego system, remember? That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> so yeah, stream it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to give this movie a rent it. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I think that between the humor and honestly, Yandu, to me, this movie is definitely worth a watch um, and worth even just for the entertainment value alone, worth the couple bucks you'd spend to rent it. So, yeah, it's a, it's an easy rent for me. Really? Yep. Whoa. <laughs> and so since we forgot to talk about these before the rating, this will now be our signature Marvel Post rating scenes. All right, almost like we planned it, <laughs> <laughs> but they uh, some of them are pretty important. Yeah. Uh, for instance, teenage Groot is maybe the most important thing you'll teenage ever see Groot in your is life. The funniest thing I've it's ever seen so in my good. life. It's so good. It's very funny. I love it. Uh, have I you seen? <laughs> have you seen the extended version? No. no. There's an extended version where Star Lord is just trying to convince Groot that he's not boring for like a very long time, and he's like, "I saved the galaxy with a dance off a little while ago. Uh, don't know if you forgot about that." And like goes through. And he's just like, once I shared lunch with somebody and they were super cool and they told me a story and Groot is just like, doesn't care about it at all. <laughs> I would think we should have gotten that instead of all the little bitty short ones that were a waste of my time. I yeah. agree. Yeah. So what are the, I've forgotten the others. What the, are the others? The, the, the most important one I would say isn't Teenage Groot, although it is important because he's it's the, the most important Infinity. to watch, but the most important one is Adam is Warlock. Adam Warlock. Teenage Groot and... Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I don't know what the ninja substitute would be, but Guardian is obviously last one. Teenage Grutant. We know you're overcompensating for losing out on ecosystem. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage Grutant, Tree Man Guardian. <laughs> uh, Nailed it. Adam Warlock <laughs> is huge in the comics yes. and mm-hmm. huge in Infinity War. I mean, he is, he is basically the only person that can... Uh, sorry, I'm in Infinity, Infinity, Infinity Gauntlet. Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity Gauntlet, Gauntlet the, in the comics, yeah, in not the Infinity comics. War the movie. He's basically the one that leads the charge against Thanos. Yes, I 
I have my own thoughts about how Adam Warlock's going to play into Infinity War, but we'll save that for Wouldn't It Be Nice. We will. But that's will. the most important. Yeah. And then there was a bunch of other little the other one is, short ones. is uh, playing with the fin. Yeah. Or playing Craglin with the arrow. shoots the arrow into yeah. Drax, which, which I didn't again love. calls Drax's durability into question. Yeah. He's immortal. I mean, Drax can't die. But what was yeah. Drax's We're going to find that out. Because he stabs him like in oh, the shoulder yeah, yeah, with yeah. the throat. Okay. Yeah. It's like, in the throat. Can Drax not yeah. die? He yeah. can't. Well, and that's one thing that I thought in Guardians 1, Drax was a little too uh, weak. Yeah. I felt like Drax should have been one of the, well, I mean, what in the stops, comics, he's one of the most powerful. Now what stops Drax from just being like, Thanos, I have come to bargain. Yeah. And like, and then punching him. Yeah. Anyway. And then there's the one shot of Sylvester Stallone and his team of Ravagers. I are, actually liked that. I liked that, but like, there's so much of that that just, we don't need it. No, we don't. But I think that one was a fun nod. Yeah. What was, and the, then, what was, what was that one? Uh, it's the one where they're like, took the death of Yondu to get us back together again. Kind oh, of the thing. original Guardians. The original yeah. Guardians, yeah. yeah um, and then that. I loved David Hasselhoff at the end of the credits coming up in the bubble and saying, we are Groot. It's not <laughs> yeah. really part of the movie at all. I just laughed so much. That was great. I think there was just too much. Like, that's the yeah. thing that characterizes this movie is just excess, <laughs> excess of the things that they thought were great about Guardians. Well, yes, yeah. I agree with that's that. That's a great point. Anyway, so we've rated it. We've talked about it. We've talked about the post-credit scenes. Post Truth. Post-rates. So we do have some shouties, and unfortunately, last week we did promise that if you you promised if you posted about us, well, it was a group a group decision. If you posted about us and earned yourself a shout out, that we would scream your name we into would our actually microphone. Actually, shout it out. Actually, shout out your name. I promise one letter at a time. Um, did not agree on that. We did not. That that was never agreed I'm upon. Unfortunately, outvoted. But we will still yell your name. So now we're going to get up from the table uh, and walk a little farther away from our microphone so that we don't kill Adam Stout, our very good friend who does a good job running sound for and us. Before we do this, no, there's an implied thank you before. Yeah, these we're names. just going to yell your name though. Oliver Armas, Wayne Briggs. You got a good angle, my boy. <laughs> This is fun. Welcome to the big leagues, David. (laughs) So thank you guys for posting about us and earning yourself those shouties. Thank you. Um, We might do that again. We might not do that again. We're not going to do that again. We're not going to do it again. But if you want to shout out on our show, post about us on social media. Use the hashtag official chunky or email us through our website. That's two chunks and a hunk dot com, wherever your AOL discs are sold. And next week, if you give us a shout out, we're not going to shout you out. We're going to whisper you out. We'll whisper your name. What'd you make? Thanks. Well, like hey. hey, stay tuned later this week. We miscounted our weeks for Infinity War. That's true. So later this week, we're going to be discussing Spider-Man Homecoming. Ooh, it's going to be so a very excited. good time. We hope you'll join us. <laughs> go, Web, go. <laughs> for two chunks and a hunk. I'm David. I'm Jordan. And I'm David. And I'm Doge. And I'm David. And I'm Jordan. And I'm Jordan. And I'm Jordan. 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 Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.